0: This podcast aims to deal with ecosystem structure and dynamics. Before we have a look at the main components of ecosystem structure and dynamics, it is important that we understand the hierarchy of biological organisation. The fact that we start with the major world biomes, which include things like taiga, tundra, temperate forest, etc. We then go to smaller ecosystems, blociosis, the population, the organism, the system of organs, the organ, the tissue, the cell, the cell organelles, the molecule, and then finally, the atom. For a definition, we must remember that ecosystems are distinctive communities of plants and animals interacting with each other and with the non-living or abiotic environment. The combination of organisms, or what we call biota, and the non-living abiotic environment produces many different ecosystems. Now these ecosystems vary in size and they exist for many different periods of time. And we call the, variant, the variance in size, spatial structure, and the variance in time as temporal structure. Remember that ecosystems form part of the biological hierarchy. They sit below the biome but above the biomes, the biossensios. There are a number of different interactions and processes that occur within all ecosystems. Within the biotic or living components there are energy flows, nutrient cycles and biological processes such as reproduction and evolution. In the abiotic or non-living components there is tectonic activity, erosion and disposition as well as variations in atmospheric composition, weather and climate. In terms of the structure of ecosystems, biotic elements within an ecosystem consist of plants, animals, microorganisms, detritus, and organic fossils. The abiotic elements include atmospheric conditions, weather and climate, inorganic nutrients, and minerals, water, rocks, landforms, and solar energy. Soils contain both biotic and abiotic elements and are important in the makeup of land based or terrestrial ecosystems. Over time, changes in the structural characteristics result in ecosystems changing. Many ecosystems, therefore, are characterised by being at different stages of progression or development. Some are dominated by pioneering or immature organisms, while others exhibit characteristics of a maturing ecosystem. An undisturbed ecosystem may reach a final stage where organisms form a climax community, and at this stage, there is a level of stability and balance. And it would remain this way until there is a type of disturbance such as extreme weather, fire, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, etc. And how does this relate to humans? Well, human actions and climate change increase the impact on the structure and functioning of fully mature ecosystems. Especially when we look at old growth forests such as the ones we have down in Western Australia, our carry, Marry and Jarrah forests. Old growth forests are an example of a climax community or ecosystem. Secondary forests, such as the jungle and regrowth forests, result from logging and clearing of primary forests by humans. These are all examples of degraded or disclimax ecosystems. It's important that when we look at ecosystems that we also understand what we mean by ecosystem dynamics. This is where ecosystem interacts and dynamics can be studied by looking at the TROPHIC level interactions, TROPHIC spelled T-R-O-P-H-I-C. This includes the study of ecological succession, energy flows and biogeochemical processes. These ecosystem dynamics help to explain the biodiversity of a natural ecosystem and its relationship with the abiotic environment. Biomes and the biological communities that exist within them undergo changes over time. These changes are the result of new organisms that enter the ecosystem and the gradual evolution of existing organisms and the changes that occur within the abiotic environment. There are two different types of succession, primary and secondary. Primary succession occurs where a biological community establishes itself in what it was of essentially a lifeless location, and this includes things like a lava field, surfaces recently exposed by retreating glaciers, a new island formed by volcanoes, etc. Secondary succession occurs in areas where a community that previously existed was removed by some event. Such an event does not completely eliminate all life and nutrients from the environment. Wildflowers, land cover chains by humans, flooding and tsunamis all have the capacity to remove most of the organism's in an ecosystem. Both primary and secondary succession is the way in which plants and animals establish themselves in new environments. As these biological communities become established, they continually change with some species maturing while other pioneering species may disappear to be replaced by new arrivals. At every stage of an ecosystem's development, certain types of plants and animals have characteristics that allow them to flourish in the current conditions. Newer species are more successful as the environment is further modified and these invaders then replace some of the earlier plants and animals. In time, an ecosystem may develop to a point where some degree of balance or equilibrium is established, and we can describe this as a climax community. This is thought to result when the web of biotic interactions becomes so intricate that no other species can be admitted. In other environments, continual small-scale disturbances produce communities that are a diverse mix of species, and other species may become dominant at one time or another. This has been a look at Ecosystem, Structure and Dynamics.